0: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike you along with Charlie Long in studio and on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line, Deuce McAllister. Deuce, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Deuce, we hadn't had a chance to talk to you about the schedule. Before I ask you about that, uh, this was uh, last year, uh, right after the Super Bowl. Bob and I take a walk. We, we finished the Monday night show. And they had the Saints up on the board at the Silver Slipper, seven and a half games. This was before, you know, money sort of changed it to eight, then eight and a half. But it started out at seven and a half, you know, and that was pretty close. And uh, I swung out, uh, you know, it was a strikeout for me. I put my money on that over on seven and a half. This year, we finished the show and it's up on the board nine and a half. And I was like, man, Bob, that's pretty rich. But, okay, they knew the schedule. They didn't know how it laid out, but you knew the teams. And and i give it to them. They don't have them bright lights and them big hotels and everything else because they're losing money to you. Uh, they know a little bit about what they're talking about and the fact of uh, the gunslinger quarterbacks, uh, and sometimes it's not who you play but when you play them, and the gunslinger quarterback sometimes catch you, like Joe Burrow did last year. I've seen him make that throw to Jamar, I don't know how many times, and how many times Jamar breaks a tackle or runs by a guy and he scores. We saw Lamar Jackson uh, in the Ravens on the Monday night. That wasn't even competitive. Uh, The Ravens' defense was so good, and Lamar played two clicks ahead of everybody else. Your thoughts on the schedule and when you look at it, the way the teams that you play in the AFC and the fact that you don't play Philly, you don't play San Francisco, and I think a very good Seattle team, man, um, that, that lines up pretty sweet for me.
2: Mike, there's a saying that fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, that's it. I got to see it. <laughs> okay, I get it. No, no, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I, I have to see it. Um you can give me schedule. You can give me when you play a team. You can give me – until I see it, I can't 100% say that, um, yes, I, I, they, they have all the pieces. They have all the ingredients. Everything is there. But I, I, I need to see it. And I think for anybody that is going out and, 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 and just saying, oh, yeah, you know, this is a – they've got the talent to win 10. You know, yep, they they, right they right. have the talent to win 10, but, but games aren't won on paper. And so um you know, for us, even going out and seeing this team um even practice fully, you know uh, not just from a rookie standpoint, uh, we haven't even seen that so from 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 paper um and talent assembled, yes, they should probably win nine ten eleven games, but i I, I need to see a lot more um. From 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 just the paper being able to translate to to Sundays and Thursdays and and Monday night,
0: Deuce. One of the things that's a misnomer is that every team gets better in the off season. Well, that ain't true. Uh, no, you, you not can't at all. convince me. Tampa Bay is a better team today than they were when they finished the season. Uh, you know, they had Tom Brady. I don't care what age he was; he's better than Baker Mayfield. Uh, you look at or the Washington Commanders. Uh, a better team today than they were when they finished the season. Arizona, are they a better team today than when they finished the season? Uh, and you can kind of go down the list. The Vikings, listen, uh, man, I'd rather be lucky than good because when you win the lottery at the Powerball, you you good picking. You're not good picking numbers. Uh, you you a lot of that is uh, you kind of done by the computer itself. That you you lucky to win it on this spot. That's where I think when you look in the NFC South, I, I think Atlanta's a better team today. Uh, I, th- I got no doubt of that. I think they're a better team today than when they finished the season. I don't think Tampa's as good. I'm still uncertain about Carolina because somewhere down the line, you got to hand a baton off to the kid. You got to give him the baton and say, hey, go out and, and, and be the guy. And how long that transition will be? And you lose a guy like DJ Moore, who I think is a really good player in this league. Their defense is solid. The offensive line's better than it's been in years, but still, you look at that NFC South, man, it's there for you. Now you got to go out and do it, and you got to stay healthy. Okay, you got to stay healthy. Offensive line, Thomas, a lot of more because a lot of people don't realize this. Man, Marshawn only played seven games last year. In yeah, that he, he, he
2: was he he wasn't available, and so the Saints were able to kind of hold it together and, and still had a top top ten uh, pass defense. I think it was even even higher than that, but it was a, one of the top units as far as pass defense in the league. And so, uh, for this Saints team, you, one, it starts with health for me. If you're not healthy and you, you you don't have Mike T, you didn't have him, you know, for the majority of last year, you didn't have uh you know you you didn't have Lattimore like we just talked about, you know, and 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 then here. Here's the other thing, and I don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> the the health and the, the Ironman play that you've been getting from DeMario Davis, that you've been getting from Cam, Cam Jordan, you know, will that continue? You know, you even look at a guy like uh, Ryan Ramchick. He battled injuries. Your first rounder, Trevor Penning, he battled injuries. And so you just had so many guys that it was almost like piecemealing it together and just trying to put a competitive team out there and uh, – I think they'll be able to do it more consistently this year, and that will help them just in that sense. But Mike, I agree with you. Uh, a couple of those other teams, I think Atlanta's a better squad. But does that translate into to, to to 6 or 7 more wins for them? I'm not sure. You know, I, I I don't know exactly how well they will come together with some of the moves that they've made. Uh, a a lot of different moves, particularly on the defensive side of the ball and then offensively, now teams have a little more tape on their quarterback, you know, and will Ritter be able to 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 actually be able to produce and hold up? You know, the you, You've got to kind of see how that all unfolds. And so for me, the Saints, uh, you know, some people may say, well, you're Homer or you're just, uh, to to me, the Saints are the favorite to win the NFC South, but you still got to go out and do it. You still got to go out and prove it. You got to stay healthy. You got to go out and be able to compete. And they've got all the right ingredients, but you still got to show it.
3: Charlie. Yeah, Deuce, I I heard an interesting comment from you about the Saints defending home court because they haven't really done a good job of it in recent years they were four and four awful. they've yeah. been
2: awful
0: that's for, awful
3: yeah that's not good at home correct four and four in 2022 and then two and five in 2021 which has been a big reason for their fall. they're falling short of the postseason for the past couple of years you said six and two was kind of what you were eyeing at for the saints if they want to reach that kind of ceiling of making double digit wins um you know i was looking at the schedule the home games that they play, it seems like actually a majority of their teams, like when you look at their schedule, it's, it's pretty soft on paper, but some of the tougher teams that they do play are at home, including like the Jacksonville. They only play four playoff teams from last season. The Jacksonville Jaguars are one of them. They play them at home. And then obviously the New York Giants, they play them at home. The Detroit Lions, who everyone expects to be good, they're playing at home. Are you sticking by that 6-2 and two record for the Saints to reach that uh, double-digit wins season? 6 and 2 at home?
2: Yeah, I think that that has to be a magic number. I mean, if you're not 6 and 2 or 5 and 3 at worst, at home, then it makes it really, really tough. I mean, because you can go on the road and bat 500 and be, you know, four and four, whatever it is, on the road and still qualify for the playoffs, but you've got to be able to, to dominate at home. Home field advantage has to be an advantage for you. And, you know, they, they they haven't been very good the last couple of years at home, and that has to get changed. And, you know, I know in the past we've tried different things from, hey, we're going to give a little freedom to the guys, we're going to change hotels, whatever that magic formula is they've got to get it back. I mean, because these fans deserve to be able to go out there. They're going to be loud. They want to be excited. They deserve to to, to be victorious at home. And you can do it because normally at home, I don't have to worry about solid count. I can use those fans to my advantage, but I can't make the mistakes. I can't you know, have silly penalties. I can't have turnovers at home. I mean, let that crowd be able to ride, ride, and give you that extra juice, that extra energy that you normally are able to feed off of.
0: Deuce, uh, Bob, and I have talked about this. I don't remember it in my time frame of seeing this much disparity at the quarterback position from the AFC and the NFC. When you think about man, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, now Aaron Rodgers. And I think you'll see a different to Sean Watson this year. I mean, come on, you can't pl- not play for a year and three quarters and expect that all of a sudden it's going to come back to you. And then you have Tua, if he can stay healthy in Miami. Russell Wilson can, Sean, sort of lay his hands on him and build something that we see the, the Wilson that we've seen in the past. And you look at the NFC. Okay, Uh, and Hurts has really turned into something special, better than I thought he would be coming out of Oklahoma, to be honest with you. As a passer, I knew how dangerous he could be as a runner, but I didn't think he'd be this good as a downfield passer. But the Saints can sort of now match up uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, You know, you take a look around. Does anybody there really scare you? At quarterback, other than and he and Jalen and the Eagles ain't on the schedule.
2: No, I agree with you, Mike. I mean, think about it. I know a lot of people don't put a lot of uh, um, when you talk about um, postseason awards. Think about trying to make uh, all uh, just all. Pro Bowl. I mean, because all pros are a little bit different uh, because you can take it from each conference. But think think about being the Pro Bowl quarterback. And I know some people. Hey, there 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 are guys that have incentives to make the Pro Bowl. Think about being one of those Pro Bowl, the three Pro Bowl quarterbacks in the <laughs> AFC. I mean, uh, and and you got some very very good players over there. And you just went through that list, and normally guys that would be you know uh, for sh- for sure shoe in for a Pro Bowl. You know, and they're not going to make it, and so. It's, it, it, it. it, it. It goes in waves, maybe not as heavy as we've seen it in the past in the AFC as far as certain positions, but quarterback is definitely one where uh, you want to be in the NFC. And, you know, I think the Saints, you know, maybe not across the board, but definitely in the NFC, Saints have one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFC on their team. And that's why I think you really just have to take advantage of it, particularly when you talk about defending home court and be able to say, hey, look, I have an experienced quarterback. I'm going to lean on my experienced quarterback. Maybe some things I wasn't able to do last. Last year, I can do a little bit more now. Maybe closing out games. Uh, you know, you go to—I don't want to rehash it—but look at look at that uh, Bengals game. You know, the, before the defense went out there, you had a chance to close it out. And so, if you can close out yeah. games offensively, and I think that helps you. And so, that's what the Saints have to do a better job of doing. And then the other one for me is just Reds on offense. In this in this league, it's not about kicking field goals. Yes, you want to kick field goals, but you don't want to have to kick them once you get in the red zone. When you get in the red zone, you've got to get touchdowns and not, you know, it's touchdown, first downs, and then field goals. You've got to be able to produce in the red zone.
0: Deuce, you didn't play the position, but uh, think about uh the the growth from year one to year two at wide receiver with Chris Olave. And Rashid Shahid and and Jawan Johnson's really changed positions. Okay, he was a receiver. Now they got him as a flex tight end, and the growth there at the the wide receiver spot, and also as a tight end. And and what's the big difference from year one to year two? Uh, and Jawan's been here a little bit longer, but he's had to learn a new position. The spot there for Olavi and Rashid, and also now Jawan
2: yeah I think the biggest thing is just understanding how teams will play you and just you know the speed of the game, understanding coverages a little bit better that that's one of the things that you'll get and both of those guys really you know your two rookies last year, they understood uh as far as hey look, maybe coverages, but now just learning it from the NFL from just having experience and both of them you know for me, it was maybe getting a little stronger lower body particularly for chris uh and you know now he can finish certain routes finish catches through the ground, you know, there was a couple situations where he would come up with a catch, but maybe he would end up losing the ball. Just little things like that, you know, that, that that may be for him an extra 30 yards, but for the Saints, an additional first down or two first downs and just, you know, being able to grow in that aspect. And really, when you look at Rasheed, you, you got to understand where he came from. And then having no, no offseason at all. You know, he wasn't able to participate. He, You know, we we were like, there's no way that they're going to keep him on the active roster, and little did we know they were able to do so, and you see how he was able to produce. With him having a chance to go through an actual off-season program, his growth should be unbelievable this upcoming year. And so you're excited to be able to see him. And, you know, if Mike T is healthy at all, they're going to see – totally different coverages as well because they're not going to be leaned on to be that guy kind of like they were thrown into certain situations last year to having to be that guy. And then with Jawan, you know, I think for him – You want to see the ascension. You want to see the growth. You want to see him continue to be able to cut off uh, on backside blocks. You want to be able to see him still be that lead guy on some of those counters and different things like that as far as playing that H-slash-fullback position that the Saints kind of use him in. And, you know, for him, just, hey, I want to be able to produce. I want to be that blanket for my quarterback and, you know, just be able to give him numbers, be able to give him a window where he can lean
3: on me. Dude, she kind of hinted at areas of improvement for the Saints for this upcoming season. When you look at the kind of hierarchy of the NFC, so to speak, it's Philadelphia and San Francisco is probably just below them. But then outside of that, it seems kind of wide open. And with the Saints having such an easy schedule – I think it's they're going to be basically battling it out with likely Carolina and Atlanta to try and be the team from the NFC South to reach that next tier to be contending in the NFC playoffs for this upcoming season. But what are those areas of improvement? Is it just getting the better quarterback play? Is it fixing the just fixing the turnover differential that was so abysmal last season? Or is it like fixing yeah. the running game? Is it all of that? Is it a combination, like a cauldron of all of them?
2: it first I won't call it an easy schedule. <laughs> I mean you're you're you you're 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 basing it. The schedule is always it you, you it it's tough because you have to base it off of the previous yeah. year. Now you go and input certain players no one can tell you how that number one quarterback will actually play. We can go off of historical data, but no one can tell you truly what numbers will look like. I mean we can guess but there's no way to be able to formulate and say, well, yes, by having the number one pick, that quarterback is worth three wins. He's worth eight wins. He's worth seven wins. Uh, you know, and that and that's the toughest part about it because now I have to use data from last year, and then I've got to guess and do all the, the the schedule is a schedule. Some team that was, excuse my language. Sorry. Last year will improve some team that was not very good last year will improve a team that we thought that should have uh, maybe, you know, let's use Minnesota just because a team that was able to finish in, in, in one score games, they will come back down to earth. So how do you put an amount of games on that? You know, uh, whether they won 10 or 11 last year, maybe they only win seven. I mean, and so I won't call it an easy schedule. On paper right now it looks easy, but, you know, you, you, you can't say exactly what will happen in the reality world of football. But in saying all that, things that the Saints can control, you have to improve, get consistent quarterback play. You have to improve in the red zone, and then I think the Saints have to do a better job defensively of creating turnovers. Can you create turnovers defensively, uh, and then stop the run? Because last year, stopping the run, you you weren't very good. You were you were average at best. Uh, but defensively, you create turnovers, stop the run. Offensively, better in the red zone, and then closing out games. You know, particularly when you talk about third down play. That's what the New Orleans Saints offensively. Defensively, have to do when you look at special teams, we'll throw them in there as well. You've got to get the the, the old Will Lux back. I think that you'll yes. get that this year. Him him having a you know kind of a year to go through that whole rehab process and and and, and kind of straighten out some of the issues, fixing Will Lux. Getting Will back to being, you know, the Will Lutz of old I think will be tremendous. And then, you know, have elite uh, return, have a elite, elite return game. That's that's what you have to do from special teams, uh, you know, standpoint.
0: Deuce, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. We've got to get you back. Bobby will explain you that schedule uh, softening type deal.
2: Oh yeah, I, I, I'm going to make him, he's going to get analytical with me and everything. So I'm, I, 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 I'm ready for that, that, that argument for us.
0: <laughs> All right, dudes.
1: Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. All right, fellas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.